I like that. What about the fiscal area? I mean, you talked a little bit uh, wanting uh, to do that. How would you fiscally uh, uh, deal yeah. with deal with that? Well, so, you know, this is kind of my area of expertise a little bit more so because, you know, we help sell businesses. We do merger and acquisitions transactions. We help larger companies buy smaller ones, big, smaller companies be bought from bigger ones. And so understanding the capital markets, what what happens with fiscal policy and how that relates to the Fed doing monetary policy is something we pay attention to all the time. So right now, our country is really broken. You know, we're $32 trillion in debt. I never thought I would see this day, but we just saw Republicans, you know, celebrating on the Hill because we approved a debt ceiling raise of $4 more trillion in debt for the next two years. Uh, now we're going to be $36 trillion. And so what this means is we're on a run rate in the next eight years. We're on, a, we're on track to be $60 trillion in debt in eight or nine years. We're doubling it every 10 years. So what this means to us personally is that you know, we are spending, we have a deficit of about a trillion and a half to two trillion dollars every year, meaning, you know, let's say that's the equivalent of say the average household, maybe 80 grand a year, but they're spending 110,000 a year every year for 30 years. And now they want a new house, they want a new car. We're like, hey, you can't afford this. And this is where our country is. We're spending 25% more than we're bringing in every year for 30 years. And the only way for us to make the interest payments, so right now interest payments on this debt is about 8% of our total budget going out, and we don't have the money for it. So we have to print money, roll the printing presses um, to make that interest payment. And so this is now a snowballing effect on our whole economy. And what you saw about 90 days ago with those three bank failures, that could be the canary in the coal mine of what happens in the future because when the Fed tries to control inflation by raising rates, what that does is it devalues all the bank's assets and treasuries. And so when it when it go, when it went up that fast from zero to five percent, whatever it was, um, now all the T bills they have are worth about eighty percent. So if there's a run on the bank, they can't supply the need, and boom, that's when the government steps in. So you know we end up we end up creating a very faulty situation. And I really feel this way. Our generation, you know, I'm fifty five now. If we don't solve this crisis, so what I would do is I would have to look in the camera talk to the American people about how important us to be solvent financially it means to our children's future. You know, when I got out of college, I was able to buy and get an apartment and a car. Uh, kids today can't afford to do that. Apartment in Dallas, Texas is $2,000 for a one-bedroom. Car payments are all-time high. Kids are going out of college. They're going home to live with their parents now. Uh, do you have friends that do that? I mean, their kids and or they're getting three or four roommates with the two bedrooms. So it's not what, it, what even college students wanted. And so it's, we just have to communicate that it's time for us to tighten the belt. This is this is our sacrifice. <laughs> you know, the greatest generation actually gave up their lives for our freedom. The least we can do is sacrifice uh, part of our budget and get it set up for our kids the right way. And that's what I want to communicate to America. Mm. Yeah, I think I think right now the the climate of our country. I think there's a lot of focus on kids right now. So I think that could penetrate some people's minds. If, if, you know, if you're, if you're talking about our kids future, I mean, literally that's what's at stake. Um, absolutely. Well. Absolutely. I mean, they are there. And cause here we are right now, this is how big, how bad it gets, because if we're not strong financially, domestically, we're going to be really weak internationally. We're at the precipice of this right now. You know, 20 years ago, I had a chance to go to visit China with uh, many people from SMU and business leaders. And China was, they were welcoming investment. They were inviting us to partner on any kind of new things they had going on. Now they won't even return the phone call of the president of the United States of America. 
President Biden's been trying to get on the phone call with them for 90 days, and they haven't taken it yet. And the reason is they're they're trying to move on without us. So they want to replace the dollar as the world's reserve currency. They're right now they're in a much better position financially than we are. They have about a third of the debt we do per, compared to their GDP. So they're loaning money to Brazil and Eastern Europe and Africa, and we're kind of on the sidelines right now. So if they ever make a move on Taiwan or anybody else, what what's a, what's the world going to do? They're going to be in their pocketbooks, and so. Just from a leverage standpoint, we have to be strong here, and the world will pay attention. Are you going to do that with uh, our resources? I mean, the, they're switching the, the petrodollars being switched to the to the Chinese currency. I mean, as yeah. we speak. Um, I mean, the only way the only way for us to really uh, you know stop that is for us to be solvent financially. Yeah. So instead of instead of loaning money to other nations, we're borrowing. So these other nations that China, let's say China's loaning Argentina money, and then they're saying, okay, China, if you want to buy all these uh, these goods and services, I want you to do it in our, in our currency instead of the U.S. dollar. So what happens is if we lose that world reserve currency status, uh, that's going to lessen the demand for the U.S. dollar significantly. That's going to cause a, 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 a very, very difficult moment for our economy, one that we, we're not prepared for and haven't seen in 80 years. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for uh, watching this short with us today. And if you like it, check out our full episodes on our uh, channel and website. Uh, we'll put those in the links below. And as always, Scott, like and subscribe. Or subscribe and then like. Whatever order you want, really. Whatever order you like. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>